I wasn't even gonna go down that. All right. Anyway, oh, so this is what I want. Okay, so this this leads into the thing. So on the panel, I discussed a concept that I almost I never forgot about it, but I haven't talked about it in a while. Okay. And it's from the book, I believe, Richest Man in Babylon. Mm. The concept of how to make money from wherever you are. And I think we should teach this. Mm. So here we go. And I, I'll lay the foundation and we'll talk about it together, both parts. Ready? How to okay. make money from wherever you are. So the concept in the book, and it literally changed my life because I read it while I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. And I said, oh, I get it. And this is what started me on the journey. The book said we have to take we have to take some of our income and turn it into what? You don't know? I'm typing. I was getting That's the notes ready. Crazy. Well, we I, I'll, put, I'll put you on the book. We have I'll to take some of our income. All right, let me see. Let me see if you read the book, okay? We pay, take some of our income and we have to turn it into capital. We take a part of our capital. Well, we take our capital and turn it into what? Assets. No. Enterprise. Enterprise. Okay. We take the enterprise. Which is an objective. asset. Go ahead. The objective is to turn it into a profit. Mm-hmm. And we take the profit and turn it into investment. Mm-hmm. Wealth strategy right there. We'll mm-hmm. walk through it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. Me, I'm here. Donnie, she's here. You are here about to learn entrepreneurship and how to become successful. Yes, 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 yes. I am super excited to be here. Do you know what? Lately, it feels like I am always traveling. Mm -hmm. It feels like I'm always traveling. You've been out here. I have been on these airplane flights Mm -hmm. and um, I have been having a ball. In fact, One of my resolutions this year, because I do make resolutions, I just kind of stick to mine. Okay. Um, One of my resolutions was that I was that a shot. Yeah, for sure. Is that open that door right there? Just in case my boy comes through. (laughs) One of my resolutions is that I would travel every six to eight weeks. Now, Mm. this doesn't have to be major travel. It could be a, a day away. It could be a staycation, like, you know, an hour or so away. But I, I have discovered that kind of getting out of my normal environment, my comfort zone brings the creativity out of me and it helps me to just kind of recharge, like even if just for a day. So mm. um, myself and, a, and a, a friend of mine went to Cabo. Real in Cabo? I didn't know y'all went there. Mm-hmm. Where'd you think we were? I thought you went somewhere more uh, local. No. You're very local. <laughs> you're extremely local. Am I local? You're extremely local. What do you mean I'm local? What does that even mean? I mean, I mean, you give me Saloon, Cancun, Miami. I mean, Hilton Head. Cabo is Mexico too. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. So Cabo is like my go-to spot. I think Cabo just, sounds cooler than Mexico. Well, Cabo is super. So it's going to be one of your more, more luxurious areas, like. You can't go to Cabo on a Cancun budget. Really? Mm-mm. And there are some places that you can go in Cancun that's not on a Cancun budget. So I, you familiar with cruise lines like Caribbean, yes. Royal mm-hmm. Caribbean? I mean, yeah. uh, what is it? Carnival, Royal yeah. Caribbean, Norwegian, Celebrity. Um, so I always say that Cancun, because I've been going to Cancun since like right out of school. Right. right? right. I always say Cancun is your carnival, carnival mm-hmm. 
of Mexico and Cabo is more when it comes to Mexico, Cabo is more of your Royal Caribbean, your Norwegian, mm. maybe your Alaskan airlines. You get just a little bit. How much was the trip more? How much do you think you spent all in and how many days? So for one room, uh, we were there for five days. One room was $6,000, but we stayed at Nobu. One room was $6,000. Yeah. Why did it come with massages and <laughs> it was no boo. I don't know what that means. Um, so I'm extremely local. <laughs> you are extremely local. Yeah. So the room was $6,000. Um, and you know, your regular standard room. However, I will say that was a little bit more on the expensive end, but it's just because it was Nobu. So Nobu, you need to go to Nobu here in Atlanta. They just opened over at Lenox. Um, Nobu is like uh, Robert De Niro's restaurant and this Japanese guy, I forget his name. I think his last name is Nobu, in fact. I'm sorry, is it a resort where it's like it's all inclusive and stuff? It's not all inclusive. Oh. That was just the room. Mm-hmm. However, mm. they did give us $75 a day in spa credit, but everything at the spa was like $300 and higher. So <laughs> no, but it was just a nice time. It wasn't about the expense. I wanted to go somewhere this time and do actually my annual planning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really do annual planning, so I did not do it at the end of last year. I just kind of plan for what I desire overall. And then I break those things down into what can get done right now. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to really do now that I'm, I was I was feeling super clear. I wanted to go and I wanted to um, do some annual planning. I wanted to do a little bit of annual planning. I wanted to relax. We wanted to have some girl time. We wanted to have some drinks. You know, we just wanted to do a lot of stuff. And it was really fun and exciting to travel with another female entrepreneur who had some stuff to do, too. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. You can come sit down. Just have a seat. Make yourself home. Just don't touch any of the cameras because they'll start shaking. That's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, no boo, a thousand dollars. First of all, a night. we are not sponsored. Okay. So, we're just not going to say their name again. But no, it was, it was that place. It was nice. It was really, really nice. We went on a, let me tell you what was so funny. So, we went on a lot of these places have timeshare opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. So, when you check in, they'll say, hey, we'll give you all these concessions if you go on this tour. Mm-hmm. And I take them all. Absolutely. How much time is it going to take? An hour of my time. Give me the $300 resort credit on dinner and all that stuff. So we go. We're touring these residences, the Nobu residences. Um, They don't want to call it a timeshare, but it's timeshare. It's kind of like how MLM companies be like, but this one ain't MLM, though. Uh, (laughs) Right, right. But you still got to recruit three people. You got to recruit three people. Right. So he's like, this isn't this isn't this isn't a timeshare. And I'm like, so what exactly are you selling me? And he's like, you get four weeks, four weeks. He puts the paper in front of my face, $100,000, like $98,000. And he's like, for $98,000, you get four weeks for the next 10 years. Is that all? Pretty much, right? (laughs) But I was thinking like, okay, I'm doing the math because they ask you what they first do is ask you how often do you travel? Mm -hmm. How often do you travel internationally? How long do you stay? About how much do you spend per night wherever you're staying? Do you usually pay about this amount? And when we're in Cabo, the answer is yes, right? So he's calculating. He's like, oh, so you spend about X amount of dollars and, you know, this amount of time. And they're trying to get you to see that what you spend on travel, you can just get at their property and use all your time there. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm like, $100,000 for four weeks out of the year? I just don't know. And and then Tanil, who was with me, she said, no, this is four weeks for 10, over 10 years. Sir, you mean to tell me you want me to pay you $100,000 to have access to this resort mm. for four total weeks in 10 years? 10 years, not so four weeks a year. a week. Yes. Well, why would you do that? The room was six grand. I mean... It just couldn't. And that's what I said. I said, when I do the math on what you get. And so there's always these ways that you can break stuff down. You know, if you get a one, two or three bedroom, it technically isn't one night, it's three nights and a whole bunch of gibberish that didn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But I just I love the hustle in it. Like, I love to hear people attempt to sell me stuff. I'm like, you were a salesperson. (laughs) You didn't close. (laughs) Right. But you're definitely a good salesperson. Solid, solid. So, uh, so you were there for a week. Any realizations? Was it just, was it not about working? Was it about just being and living? Um, So this was like no agenda. Wanted no agenda. We had so much fun. It was absolutely about working. Mm -hmm. It was about um, you know, typically when you go on a girl's trip, you have this agenda and everybody wants to do what they want to do. And there's brunch and there's lunch and there's dinner and there's the club and there's the spa and there's this, that, and the other. And nobody usually has any work to do. Right. And it was just such a fun experience to go with a female who understood like the work fun balance. Right. And, you know, we both got work to do, mm. but we're going to we're going to have some fun too. I introduced her to meditation. She'd never really been like really? a person who meditates. And I'm like, "Let's meditate." And and so she really enjoyed that and now she plans for that to be a major part. She just enjoyed the way it made her feel yeah. and she plans for that to be a major part of her routine. We did uh guided yoga mm-hmm. and meditation. Uh yoga is so hard. Have you ever tried yoga? Oh, no. Nah. My body don't work like that. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations or multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Certain things it's just not going to do. But I mean, I don't want to fight against the natural order of things in my body. Well, I think most men say that. I'm signing us up for a yoga class. Seriously, if I sign us up, you're going to come, right? I think I go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to stay. Like, you're going to actually get on the floor and do the things that they ask you to do. Mm, well, you say it like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Shans, we'll do, see. You under, do you realize that you're probably one of the most uncoachable people that I know? That's not true. Outside of business. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to everything else, I think therapists actually make things worse. Wait a minute. You think therapists actually make things worse? In many occasions. I know it doesn't have anything to do with what we were just talking about, but I can. I have to say, it. you brought up therapists. Remember the therapist who posted me on? Yeah. Uh, Did she hit you up? She hit me up. <laughs> she saw the episode. She saw the clip. The clip went viral. Yeah, for sure. And she saw the clip where I talked about her posting me on Instagram, and she felt like scum of the earth. Good. She felt like scum of the earth. She was just like, I didn't put the two and two together. You know, you guys are always being tagged and stuff mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, and I am, I just don't know what I was thinking, but I wasn't trying to, I didn't tag you from a client perspective. Mm -hmm. I tagged you like from a, a supporter, a subscriber, a fan perspective kind of deal. But uh, I had to, cap. It, 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 well, cap. I, and I explained to her that it came after our conversation. So yeah. what your intention was, I didn't feel that. Like I mm -hmm. felt, you know, like I just had this conversation with you. We had just gone into agreement. Like we had just really talked about how you can help me. And then you tagged me on social media. Yeah. So she's like, I wasn't, I wasn't tagging you from a client perspective. I was tagging you from an excited fan perspective. But when you say I'm working with you, that's mm -hmm. my client. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, let's say for instance, there was a, uh, I don't know. There was a male enhancement company, mm -hmm. right? 
And it's my boy. And he tagged me like, yo, man, get to work with my client, David. I'm like, yo. Yo. No, we're not working together. What are you talking about? You could have been been in a real estate partnership that closed Mm -hmm. with the owner of this male enhancement company, right? And then he tagged you and says... So excited to have successfully worked with my boy, David Shane. Shout out to Sleepers for Suckers. But he doesn't clarify what it is, but everybody can go to his page and see that he is the owner of these male enhancement supplements or tools. Yeah. And uh, it just looks awesome. I imagine she didn't do it on purpose, but I think this is a good learning. I mean, and you did it with so much tact. You didn't blast anybody. Mm -hmm. She and you would be, I don't even know who it is, Mm -hmm. but she and you would be the only two people who know who you're actually talking about. Unless her audience saw that post and delete. And then they know it's her. But I, well, I, I know she didn't do it from she a... she deleted it, it had been up there like several hours. Yeah. So. And I, I know she didn't do it in a malicious way. But I think this was a really, really good opportunity to teach the masses and herself yeah. about kind of like client... What is it called? Client, client protective pri- privilege. But you know what I learned in that process? Just reading the comments of other people who... Other therapists who... um who commented on that post mm. like they were angry oh yeah for sure oh, they like, were she don't lose her license and stuff she, like yeah, that they're like reporter and i'm i'm commenting back to people like well i don't want her to lose her license no absolutely this is you know blasphemous in this industry mm. like they are serious about what they do and they were really like apologetic and yeah. i'm so sorry that was your experience i'm like wow you guys really really take your I don't know if it's an oath, but you take your pledge very yeah. seriously. Yeah, and that came off the heels of two of my friends having a particular issue. Mm. So uh, that was some interesting conversation that, with one of them. And I'm not going to say, but there was comments. Oh, there was a conversation? Were, yeah. Yeah, I saw the comments. Yeah. Um, I, well, just, what was the conversation? I don't know. Tell me, like, what was interesting? Shans, I hate when you Client do privilege. No, there is, that. neither of those people are your client. No, what okay, the, so, mm-hmm. okay, one of them, he was like, well, I, tag on it. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't. Well, <laughs> tell me, tell me, I can't, I can't, because I, I already, like, defined. No, you did, nobody yes, knows I did. except for you yes, and I. Yes, I did. Nobody But knows. anyway, moral of the story, it was actually a good conversation. Because exactly. the person was like, oh, well, He's like, I mean, the person was like, I'm going to talk to Donnie um, to get clear, to gain clarity before a response or anything like that. So that was good. They were going to talk to me? Yeah, just to understand where it was coming from. Because after you said it about the person, you were saying it in general. Yeah, for sure. In that situation, it was coming off the heels of that. So gotcha. it was good, though. It gotcha, wasn't gotcha, bad. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you know a lot of people were confused too in the comments on that post. So for those of you guys who had not watched that episode, first of all, shame on you for not watching the episode. Right, you're late. But we were talking about um, what episode was it? I'm gonna find it. Yeah, we were talking about in that episode how we were talking about not being able to have any confidential service, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Without everybody feeling the need to tag you or to say what they've done for you and all these things. And there are some business agreements that should just be confidential or handled with a whole lot more tech than to say, I did, I did, I did. And some of you were really confused in the comments saying, Hey, I get it, but 
I promote my business. I market my business by telling people who I work with. Mm -hmm. And I get that too, because so do I, so does Dave. Like this is, this is what we do, right? We're not saying that you don't share who you work with. We're not saying that you can't say that you were behind X, Y, and Z brand. We're saying that there's a way in which you do that, right? So if my client, if I help the client make a hundred million dollars, right? Um, and they said to me, Donnie, I'm not comfortable with you talking about how much money you've helped me make. Mm -hmm. I just don't want that out there. I cannot get angry and say, this person I did all this work for, they don't want me to tell, like, they hired me for a service. Yeah. They didn't hire me. They didn't pay me to go and tell all their business or the inner workings of what we did, right? So I wouldn't be able to post that person, but there would be another client that I, I might've helped make X amount of money that says, hey, I don't care. I want to help you grow your business. Post yeah. it and I'll, I'll post that. So you'll notice that I talk about some of the same clients over and over and over again because I have full agreement from them that they are okay with me talking about the fact that I'm a coach. I work with people who want coaching, but they're embarrassed that they need coaching, yeah. so to speak, like they feel like it makes them look less than. So I've made an agreement not to mention it. Like, gotcha. You know what I mean? And I, and I have to honor that. Um, also, when I share client wins, I am not sharing anything that they would not want me to share. And so when you guys are building your businesses, you kind of have to think, am I sharing too much? Yeah. Sometimes it's just enough to say, I work with Donnie Wiggins. I work with David Shands. And when people know what it is that you do, if you are a graphic artist, if you are a web developer, then they know that you did something in that in that lane for us. You don't have to share screenshots and confidential information and, you know, how it all started and how it all went down. Like there's some things that are just way. And in that particular situation, um, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have shared as much as I shared. I would have just said, hey, I, you know, I, I worked on this brand. And that's enough. That's yeah. that's really enough. Panique put me on a pop up banner wearing her shirt. The entrepreneurship is dope. <laughs> but but that's in, very different. I walked in and I was like, using my likeness, mm -hmm. and but it, it was all good. That's that, that's my that's my girl. But um, I I can see if I was the type to feel away, I'd be like, I'm not promoting you like that. Mm -hmm. Again, Panique, I love you. I'm just using that as, as an example. But we got to really, really be careful with how we use people mm -hmm. to promote our business. Because mm -hmm. you can really, really, you can you can tarnish some relationships. Yeah. For sure. And I've, I've definitely been a part of these situations before. Yeah. I remember a celebrity, I want to say it was T.I. a few years ago, who had purchased something from a clothing brand. And then they just started using him in mm -hmm. all of their ads, like going super hard. And you would think... Um, that he was like a spokesperson for this yeah. company. And I think it was him. Don't quote me on that. But I remember there being like this uproar online because whoever that celebrity was, they wanted the videos taken down. Yeah. And social media was like, well, if you bought it, why can't they say that you bought it? Well, you can say that I bought it. Yeah. You, you can say that customers like blah, blah, blah. But you can't just have me on every single ad because that person gets paid for that 100%. type of endorsement, right? They, they get paid for that. So you have to really be careful. The bottom line is it is absolutely okay to talk about who your clients are 
and what you've done, but I would encourage you to have an agreement. So in my contracts, when people hire me to be their coach, you have an option to check the box. Sometimes we use case studies of our clients and we like to share their wins for educational purposes. Are you okay? You know, we'll do it on social media, maybe email, maybe in training calls, blah, blah, blah. Are you okay with that? Yes or no. If they click yes, it goes further into potential scenarios in which they could be shared, right? It may be a testimonial highlight. It could be used at a conference on stage speaking. It could be used in this way. And here's what we do share. Here's what we will never share. All right, listen, every single week, every episode, you hear me talking about the morningmeetup.com. It's the community. Let me show you what's happening here. Every single morning, Monday through Friday, there's 400 plus people on a Zoom call, right? We're learning, we're talking, we're growing together. And this is you. There's all these people here. It's all these people in the morning meetup. Hundreds of people reading books, growing. We get together quarterly. It's amazing. And for some reason, you just keep looking at, just go to themorningmeetup.com and get in the circle. And then you'll be like way happier. Just themorningmeetup.com. Let's get back to the episode. And they have to sign off on that. So clients are comfortable working with you. There are some things that are just super confidential. Sometimes uh, brand owners don't want to be shared. Uh, they don't want you to share them because they want to keep their resources to themselves. Yeah. Right? Like every per. So the person who is the real brand creator behind, you know, we didn't know who was designing for like the Gucci's and the Louis Vuitton's until like recent times. Mm -hmm. Those actual designers and seamstresses were in an office locked up. We didn't know who they were, right? Um, and now it's become popular to learn these things. But if McDonald's told you exactly where they got, you know, certain things from, and, and this is how it happened, then Burger King and all these other fast food companies would be going to those same resources to do things. And then how do you stand out? Yeah, that's something to think about. Um, and then if anything involves involves anything confidential, if it's medical, it's an absolute no, no. If your um, if your client, you know, is embarrassed about what it is, it's an absolute no, no. And also, if the arrangement didn't end well, if the business relationship yeah. didn't end well, I wouldn't suggest that you use that that person as a case study because they are always going to feel some kind of way. That's a fact. That's a fact. I this doesn't have anything, literally nothing to do with what you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. But what you doing tomorrow, like ten o'clock? Between like ten and one, ten and let me just tell you what happened. We were at a I was on a panel with the Hawks and Chase, and this lady said, you know, they were like in Q and A. First mm -hmm. off, are you free? Mm -hmm. I'm not free ever. Are you cautious with saying you're free before you find out what it's about? No, I'm never. I know free. I am. <laughs> like, yo, what you doing tomorrow? I don't never say nothing. I'm like, ah, I got some stuff going on. Just in case the thing that the person's going to ask me. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. ah, I got to meet it. I can't man, do it. I wish. <laughs> so, uh, so tell me more. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the Hawks and Chase had a business panel for MLK Day. And we were in the Q&A. We was on a panel with a bunch of amazing people. It was amazing. And this lady stood up and said, I have some son. My sons are really struggling in terms of I want them to learn financial literacy. I want them to get on the right path. I think they're like 19, 20 years old. And I remember when I was 19, 20 years old, I was a knucklehead. 
And I just didn't, there were just certain things that weren't important to me. Mm. So she says, not saying the kids are a knucklehead. She says, I really want my kids to learn financial literacy. What should I do? So I go through the line and I'm like, well, you should one start by learning your own finances, your mm-hmm. own financial situation. So you can teach them bits and pieces. But at the end of the day, they've got to get around some success. They got to see some men, right? Are you going to try it? You like mm-hmm. it? What is it? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's ginger. Yeah. Is it good? I love how Reese put the camera on me for real. Put it back. Yes. Is it good? <laughs> so. So I actually love ginger. Okay. This is turmeric magic. Okay. Turmeric. This is really delicious. First of all. We're not stopping episode if you got to go to the bathroom either. Turmeric magic. No, seriously. Somebody uh, brought this by. I don't even know who brought this by. Yeah. Uh this is I, not an endorsement. This is not an endorsement, but this I wanted to. This is not to be run as an ad, okay? <laughs> this We're just, is not to be used as an ad. But Turmeric Magic, shout out entrepreneur for your healthy drink, ginger lime with ginger, lime, agave, and turmeric. No preservatives. This is my kind of drink. Um, these guys in here tried some. Reese and Zell tried some behind the scenes, and they were like, it's so strong, it's going to wake you up. I am the person who always asks for extra ginger in everything. So this is actually really good for me. Right, I'll, um, I'll try it later. Try it real quick. Oh, no. No, let me see you try So anyway, it. let me finish my story. It's going to use it as an ad. You know what I mean? <laughs> You'll see an ad run through social media and be like, <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> you got to pay me, turmeric magic. Uh, anyway, nah, shouts out to you. Um, but anyway, so I'm like, yo, you got to get your sons around so men, they got to see success, right? They just got to see it and be around it mm-hmm. because I don't know what they're seeing right now, but whatever I believe young men see, they aspire towards. Mm, so did you? Even if it's poverty. Yeah. Ooh. Some people see it. And if everybody else is that, I want to be a certain level of that. Mm-hmm. I want to be, I want to be a drug dealer. I want to be, I want to be a rapper, whatever I see, right? As success, I want to be that. And what's interesting about music is because the artist says, I get it out the mud. The cool thing for the young men is to get it out the mud, meaning I got to stay in the mud Mm -hmm. or I got to do all the things that the rapper said that they did before they became the rapper. So it like keeps them in that in that space. But anyway, I said, okay, we'll just, just uh, connect with my assistant. We'll set something up. They can come to the studio and I'll be able to walk them through. Like, this is where we produce things of that nature. And then I'll take them to lunch. We're actually going to go to the cheesecake factory tomorrow. Oh, so I got um, lunch. I'm available. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. You just said you're going on an all liquid diet all next week. Oh, dang it. I'm not available. I'm not. Even for the kids? It's very selfish. A- very selfish. <laughs> if you're going to eat, you're available, but not to impact the youth. Yeah. No, different. I am not available for Cheesecake Factory, but I am available. Just come. We'll get you a smoothie. Mm-hmm. They got smoothies there. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah. So, tomorrow, we are, we're going to bring them here. Uh, I told uh, Marcus Rozier, say he's going to come through. Oh, so Trap's you're asking me through. last. Well, well, I'll be asking more people. 
Tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, to the, af, after today, I'll be asking more people. So you, I'm, I'm, I'm a mid-ass. Yeah, mid. I'm a mid. mid. All right. But only because it's like the people that I run into. Anyway, I was trying to get Neil. I think Neil has uh, something to do, but I want, uh, you know, people to bring out their cars. Neil, I always got something to do. Change their check. No, I got something to do. <laughs> nah, it's his daughter's birthday or something like that. So oh, he may come true. earlier in the park, but he's you know it's gonna be, he says it's gonna be tough. But anyway, uh, being able to be in that environment to impact them. So again, that had nothing to do with what you were talking about, but that doesn't have anything to do with what I'm about to talk about. But you'll pull up tomorrow. I am gonna pull up tomorrow. Good. I had another thing that I wanted to talk about. Sure. We had a bloody day in the markets last week. We gotta talk about it. No, we don't. We can't talk about no, it. No, we don't know. Yeah, we can. Why? We, because we do. No, I don't know because I don't know why. You don't know why. It's just It was the ebbs and flows. Yeah, but so what? It's not, staying power. Are you embarrassed? No, but that's just not are you embarrassed, Shane? We're not embarrassed, but it's a it's a it's a thing. Hey, you guys! Oh my gosh! I just this want you to part, know. I just want you to know that what you're doing is a part of the delay of what's happening. Shans is afraid to share his losses. No, Carry yeah. on. What what did you want? No, to talk I lost. About? No, I I lost. I have an investment. and I lost some money. It's okay. We recovered. Yeah, but the investment is so far up. The loss is like, well, let's say, for instance, you have a thousand dollars and then you're in Vegas and you go up to three thousand dollars. If you lose a thousand, you're now down two thousand. You still feel like you lost a thousand, even though you're up a thousand. You know what I mean? So anyway, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. But it's not like we could talk about, discuss what happened and all that. We don't know. Well, you didn't have to really discuss what happened. It was the feeling of dealing with the tremendous loss. Yeah, it was a loss. It was a loss. But we're yeah. super up. So it's all good. That is investment. But you know what? The reason why it seems so crazy is because the investment always wins. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's See, very you get rare. too many details. I wasn't even going to go down that. All way. right. Anyway. Oh, so this is what I want. Okay. So this this leads into the thing. Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10,000? Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10,000? Of course you would. It's no brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast, but there's 21 things that I extracted from that, that you're going to need to launch a podcast, but I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone, so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby, but I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I, I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. So on the panel, I discuss a concept that I almost, I never forgot about it, but I haven't talked about it in a while. Okay. And it's from the book, I believe, Richest Man in Babylon. Mm. The concept of how to make money from wherever you are. And I think we should teach this. Mm. So here we go. And I, I'll lay the foundation that we'll talk about it together. Both parts. Ready? How to okay. make money from wherever you are. So the concept in the book, and it literally changed my life because I read it while I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. And I said, oh, I get it. And this is what started me on the journey. The book said we have to take 
we have to take some of our income and turn it into what? You don't know? I'm typing. I was getting That's the notes ready. That's crazy. Well, we I'll, put, I'll put you on our, the book. We have I'll to take some of our income. All right, let me, see, let me see if you read the book, okay? We pay, take some of our income and we have to turn it into capital. We take a part of our capital, or we take our capital and turn it into what? Assets. No, enterprise. Enterprise, okay. We take the enterprise. Which is the an objective, asset, but go ahead. The objective is to turn it into a profit. Mm-hmm. And we take the profit and turn it into investment. Mm-hmm. Wealth strategy right there. We'll mm-hmm. walk through it. So we have to take some of our income and turn it into capital. If we have a job where we're making $1,000 a week, $500 a week, that is income. The moment where you take that $1,000 and you say, okay, 10%, I'm going to put it into the, a jar mm-hmm. and we're going to label it capital. That $100 out of 1000 from your income is now capital. Mm-hmm. Over a 10-week period, that jar is going to grow to $1,000. Mm-hmm. That $1,000 you can buy a camera with that's going to make you money. Or that $1,000 you can buy apparel to sell or whatever. So right. you have to take part of your income and turn it into capital. So did you have any formula of turning your income into capital? Do I now? No, did you? I'm talking about like while you were working a job, taking some of the income. Oh, for sure. And targeting it as capital. Yeah. Um, so when I was working and I had my clothing store, I'd take some of this is after I had lost everything and I was working really off of my $11 an hour, something like that income. I would take, I was living with my mom at this time and we, I wrote out a list of everything that we needed to start the clothing mm-hmm. store. And whatever I had left from my paycheck, my income, I would look if it's $50, what on this list can I get with that $50? Yeah. And so we'd order like, you know, clothes, wholesale, things like that. And we turn those things into um, the money that we need. So we put that money aside until we're able mm-hmm. to buy what, what we needed for our store. And then once we bought those things that we needed for our store, we then turn those into a profit. For sure. So most people there, you want to be an investor or you want to start something but it's almost like, say there's a camera, a good camera, what, three to $2,000 with a lens, a thousand, let's just say. If you make $4,000 a month, where are you going to get $3,000 to buy a camera? Bit by bit. Piece by piece. Piece by piece. But because all of the money goes into one account, your income is your income. But as soon as you create some sort of separation, your income becomes now capital. This mm-hmm. is like your capital investment, right? Mm-hmm. So so the first thing you have to deploy is figuring out a way to create separation. I don't care if it's a, a 20%, 30%, 10%. That's what I did when I came home. And I, it was easier for me. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it was easier. <clears throat> it was easier for me because I'll come home with tips from the Cheesecake Factory. I have $200, right? Mm-hmm. Why do I can't remember like that? It's that one, actually. Um, but I'll, let's say I make $200 from my, my tips for the day. Mm-hmm. I'll take 10% and put it into like this little envelope. Well, out of $200, it's just $20. I'll take another 10% and I'll, I'll put it in an envelope for a tithe. I'll right. put another envelope, 10% <clears throat> into savings. Mm-hmm. So now I got these three envelopes. Mm-hmm. 
out of the $200, I'm now missing 60, but I'm living or working off $140. What's interesting is once I started making this separation, it didn't seem like I was losing anything. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on social proof podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal i was talking to a guy earlier today and he said yo i am really bad with he said i'm about to have an influx of money and i'm bad with influxes of money because mm. if I have a bunch of money, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. it will soon be gone. Mm -hmm. But if you start separating now, the amount that you have is the amount that you will soon lose, spend whatever, but you still have these other little buckets growing. Yeah. So from a, from an individual who is employees perspective, that's like creating these buckets using your envelopes. I did that too. Mm -hmm. Uh, from a business owner's perspective, it sounds a lot like the profit first model, mm. which is what I do in my business. Um, because what most business owners do, ex- especially people who are just getting started, you take all your money and you put it in one account and you leave it there. And then you have expenses come and you're living out of that money, right? You're paying your personal bills out of that money. You're paying your business bills, your payroll, anything, your systems and everything. And then when you need uh, when you need that camera, mm-hmm. you've overspent or you don't have the money or when you have to pay taxes, you don't have the money. And so it's really important to have those accounts set up. I recommend the book. Uh, we're talking about Richest Man of Babylon. I also recommend Profit First for people who need to know how to distribute your money as an entrepreneur 100%. as well, because you'll have like a, a what you'll call a savings account or a profit account where you determine what that profit account is used for. So you may want to take your profits and allocate it to investments, right? And so you know that if you're taking 20% of the revenue that you bring in each month, I do it on the 1st and the 15th, but if you take 20% of what you're bringing in total and you just have it growing, whether you use it this month or not, you just have it growing in that account when it's time to buy an investment property or that camera or you want to do something nice for yourself, you know that this is how much money you clearly have available, um, not to play with, but to use at your disposal, like however you want to use it. Let me tell you what happens more often than not, and I'm sure you'll be able to attest to this. Let's say the camera's 2,000, we need 1,000 for a lens, it's $3,000 over a year or so, or six months you've been saving, and you need this $3,000, you're gonna get to about $2,100, and you know what's gonna happen? Mm. Your tire's gonna blow out. Mm. or something that is extremely important where you just have to spend this money that you had in this capital jar, you're going to have to spend it. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is if you didn't have this capital jar, you just figure it out or you'll go without the thing or you'll get a friend to drive you to work or something like that because you're tired. Something is going to happen where you're going to have to dig into this account. Mm -hmm. Now we have to exercise discipline. Now we have to exercise discipline, but also even more strategy. So I I guess you're talking to the person who's not an entrepreneur yet, for sure. but I am hearing it as an entrepreneur and what you need to be doing as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So to get started, you're an individual, you are employed. And I mean, when I tell you these envelopes help, these envelopes help. So get your envelopes, guys, get your envelope and mark them for tithes, mark them. You know, right now it just might be savings, but determine what that savings is for. Um, You might have an envelope for like, you know, your fun, the thing. And that's a real thing, Mm -hmm. like how much you're able to spend because you don't want to take your fun money out of your savings money. Right. You want to have an envelope that says this is how much I can spend this month on food and entertainment and all those things, whatever those categories are in your envelope for bills and things like that. Um, Then, as David was saying, once you have that one envelope, that's your envelope that you're going to turn into capital. Now you're going to use that and you're going to turn it into something that will yield you 
more money, right? Mm -hmm. This is the money that you multiply. Now you're in business. So now as a business owner, we're following the profit first model. We're not dealing with envelopes. We're now dealing with bank accounts. They're still labeled the same way, though. So as you're as a business owner, you know, what's your operating account, what's your tax account, your profit account and the account in which you pay yourself to that goes to your personal account. So for me, I have from my business account, I have a portion that goes into my personal account. But it can't stop there because I like to travel. I like to eat. I like mm-hmm. to shop. I like to just give money. And so I have broken down my personal account now into almost like a profit first kind of personal account, making sure that I still have enough money to take care of my personal life, but also what putting money aside in savings for personal investments, things that won't go in the business name. Like you got to break that part down too. So yeah. you really know. Um, but also like for emergencies. So when, if a tire goes out, if a car has to go into the shop unexpectedly and there's a large bill that needs to be paid, it's not coming from that savings money that I collected from my business. It's mm-hmm. coming strictly from my personal account because I divvy up, I pay myself payroll and I divvy that up now too. That is something that I just started this year though, because I noticed like um, I've always, I pay myself in my personal account period, but now divvying that money up is really, really, it makes it really, really clear to see where you're spending money very quickly and how quickly you're draining a certain portion of your money and what you're leveraging it too. And I just kind of had these accounts that I needed to make a decision on, like, do I close these accounts, blah, blah, blah. But it was the history with these accounts. I'm like, I don't want to lose that banking history. So I just said, oh, I'll make it this. And then it just kind of like snapped to me, like, you need to do, you need to apply the same kind of logic that you do with your business accounts to your personal accounts. 100%. Mm -hmm. So after we take that income and we allocate some to capital, we want to take that capital and deploy it into enterprise, meaning start a business. But before we invest in the thing that we're going to invest in through this journey, you should be investing in yourself for sure. First. Because someone actually asked the question, okay, I've got money, but I want to invest the money into something that's going to make me more money. And there was a lot of answers thrown around. Okay, you can invest in this, you can invest in that. But I think the first thing, and it's going to sound very cliche, you know what my answer is going to be? Personal development. Invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Invest in your ability to invest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then just investing in the investment. Because if you don't know anything about the investment, if you don't know how the process of like saving this money for, to get a camera, you should be investing at least time into like, understanding how to get clients when you get this camera or understanding how to be a good photographer, even before you get it, start hanging around and you might have to take some of that capital and invest it in education Mm -hmm. because that's going to be just as important as getting the thing. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. So I believe investing in your personal development is absolutely first, absolutely first because just having the money to invest in a business and actually investing it in a business doesn't guarantee a profit right then and there. This and is a lot of ginger. I can smell it. Just take a sip. It's going to burn. Burn what? Like your throat. You know that good burn, like if you have a sore throat and you drink something? It's delicious. You like ginger, Shans? It's not a bad. It ain't no. a bad. It's not, the, it's not the strongest gender These I've ever These are young had. men who know nothing about drinking healthy products. They drink, what do you drink? 
Hennessy sounds about right. Not this isn't bad. It's not as strong as um. What's the Arden's Garden? The little shots. Oh, little four shot. Well, that's pure ginger. Delicious. That's pure ginger. This is good though. Sure has like. It's actually delicious. Water. It is. I said it was good. Yeah, it has water. Is the mango? It's mango with ginger, lime, agave, and turmeric. Where do you um? Do you have something different? No, look at the front. I'm looking What's for yours? the word mango. Oh, you got ginger lime. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got like, mango. Yeah, this is this is a really good drink. Okay, so, keep going. I'm sorry. Anywho, I forgot what I was saying. So there is that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're gonna kill you in the comments. <laughs> no, you the one started talking about drinking. No, you literally. This is loud. This is strong. But we're talking about taking the money. Oh, and oh, investing oh, yeah. Yourself. So the reason, guys, and people hate to hear invest in yourself. You should be your very first investor after your parents. Period. What? You should be your very first investor after your parents. Like your your parents have invested in you your whole life. I feel it in my throat now. It's still he's so there. Immature. It's still he's, there. He's so he's so immature. <clears throat> Do that. It's good. Why didn't you get a close up on that? It tastes, really? <laughs> it tastes healthy. Does it taste healthy? But after you drink it, it's like, okay, the drink is good, but I, I feel it now. It's working. It's sitting something's, yeah, something's in your throat. Working. Yeah. This conversation. Somebody in New, from New York is like, pause, pause, pause. This is really <laughs> It's good. actually good, though. Goodness gracious. It is good. Okay, keep going. I'm it's sorry. delicious. Um, TumericMagic.com is where you find them. and they're, Oh, they're local. Okay. Right here in Georgia. Yep. Okay, anywho. We did not get paid to do that, you guys. We did not. Nope. Just letting you know that that's we really like it. But it's not always about getting paid. It's, it's another not, black no, owned business trying to do like something. We like it. I'm letting them know. Like, why is everything got to be money about money with you? It's never about money with me. It's We're not getting paid. Not always. I am letting people know. <laughs> not never. Not always. Because they're over there, like, oh, they must have got paid for that. They keep nah. talking about it. We did not get paid for this. We sincerely like this product. Um. Also, However, if we did get paid, I'd be like this. Give Give me the joint. Ah, it's so refreshing. It's refreshing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold oh my gosh. Mm. I feel it working. <laughs> Who needs medicine? Oh. I feel the healing properties in this already. I have <laughs> healing properties. Hey, that's how you know we got paid. Okay. So <laughs> that's when we got paid. This stuff right here just good. <laughs> I can feel the healing properties the healing working properties. internally. My nose was stuffy this morning, but as soon as I had that, for some reason, it's gone. Oh my God. It's a miracle <laughs> in a bottle. Look at all of the fresh ingredients. I'm going to rush straight over to <laughs> TermicMagic.com. I'm going right there to get this. And it's delicious, hot or cold. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's finish helping entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you want to get out, listen, you'll sit right up here, okay? Just, <laughs> just real estate for you all. Let me let y'all also know if you ever see products up here that we're not talking about. Well, <laughs> we didn't get paid for it, and we didn't like it. That's a fact. That's a fact. That I'm glad fact. I liked it because I would have been transparent. I would not have. Been. <laughs> I'd have been sick if I'd have been like, "Yo, this stuff is terrible." <laughs> but it's actually it's good. It is good. Really good. 110 calories. Yes. Anyway, I'm off of the drink. But shout out to who? What's the guy's name who brought this by? We don't know. Okay. And maybe 
Maybe maybe he'll pay on the back end because this was some promotion right here. This was some promotion. Let's okay. send him a clip before we drop the episode. <laughs> Let Why him... does it have to be about money with you, Donnie? You literally <laughs> just said <laughs> David is over the there. Mon- David is monetized. Oh, we want to. We want to. Oh, maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> right, turmeric. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Let's let's ink the deal. Let's ink the deal. We got you. We'll be in touch. Okay, where were we? I don't know where we were. <laughs> Personal development. Manage your money. Um, mm-hmm. And and first thing that you need to invest in is, is yourself because putting this money in these buckets and saying, okay, now I have the capital to deploy. What's the word that you used? Into enterprise, meaning yep. start a business. Businesses are not typically profitable in the beginning. That's a fact. And if your mindset doesn't match your if your mindset isn't in check it will make you quit faster than you need to quit right oh i lost money i I went and spent all this money on inventory and i didn't sell anything but with the proper personal development you'll know how to make certain tweaks you'll know how to approach things differently and you know make better decisions than you would if you don't so it's really really important i believe that the reason that most entrepreneurs fail is because you don't invest enough in your personal development. 100%. I think people put so much into the thing that they're holding and not their ability to hold it. Or like, you got to really put um, your, it's like buying a $1,000 basketball. It's not going to yield you much, but if you really learn how to play basketball with any ball, you'll make way more money. You know what I mean? Like your ability to handle the thing, right? Mm -hmm. To start a business. So in this process of like you're saving this money for capital before you invest, you should really be investing in yourself and your ability to operate. So then you will have this enterprise, you'll have this business, you'll have it set up. You got an actual business, which yields all types of tax benefits and things of that nature. Now we have to make a profit. What's so funny? You feel your throat still? <laughs> no, oh. I do. <laughs> I do still feel it in my throat, but I was just thinking about my own entrepreneurial journey and yo, I have done some wild stuff. Mm-hmm. I have done some wild stuff as an entrepreneur. I remember when I was selling real estate, I was a real estate agent and I was really, really good. Not only was I was I an independent agent, I also worked um, for a big real estate company. Mm -hmm. Right. And I remember meeting this person who worked at a college up off of uh, up in Gwinnett. Mm -hmm. And it was a real estate school for Spanish speaking people. Right. And they're like, we're looking for instructors. So I'm, I'm talking to her about real estate. She had come into one of my properties and I'm talking to her about real estate and she's speaking Spanish. And I used to, in property management, you always have like Spanish speaking contractors. So I would speak Spanish often. In high school, I was the president of the Spanish Honor Society, spoke it fluently, but I didn't have to use it. So really? I forgot most of it. Dang. And being in property management, I only, I've only retained like property management related Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking to her about this property and we're talking Spanish. And she's like, we're looking for real estate instructors at this school in Gwinnett. Would you be open? It's on the weekends. I'm like, absolutely. She tells me how much it pays. I'm like, absolutely. I don't know that much Spanish anymore. (laughs) They give me the curriculum. I got the book and I'm reading it. They give me the English version. They give me the Spanish version. 
And I'm just laughing at the fact that I literally, like my mindset, my belief was so strong. I knew that I was going to be able to go in here and teach these people how to pass this real estate exam and be great realtors, right? I couldn't read a word that was in that book. I could read it. I could pronounce it. I know how the letters make sense, but I don't really know. I know every other word. It's really, really broken Spanish. Mm. And I decided that I was going to teach them with pictures and slides. So I put this presentation together Mm. and I'm like, Casa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking to these people like this, but I'm up the night before and I'm, I'm Googling and I'm learning like the really important words about the laws and, you know, stuff like that. And I'm learning just enough. And I had them in there. I made them use their translator. It wasn't Google translator at that time. It was another translation website. Whatever your question is, type your question in this translator and show me your question. And I would type my answer back and show them the answer. And I pulled a student who was my star student up to read the answers back. And then eventually I'm teaching this course. I'm teaching it for like three months. This is like a three month course. And I identified a student who spoke enough English and I spoke enough Spanish. And we in their tag team in this thing. He's in the class, a student trying to learn. I need help to try to teach. And those students passed their test. Wow. That's like amazing. I pulled him. I'm like, you speak enough uh, poquito, poquito English. <laughs> you speak a little English. And I'm, I'm just thinking about um, how tough my mindset has always been. Like how, how, how much I've always believed in my ability to get the result that I want to get. Like I had the audacity to take, take the opportunity to teach a room full of Spanish speaking people, a real estate course. Mm. And it worked. And what was the point of that story? And I never did it again. I was laughing internally. <laughs> so I, 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 when, you, when I was talking, you were laughing as if I'm trying to correlate. I was correlate. laughing for the record. I was laughing to myself because Shans was talking about mindset and we were talking mm. about, you know, or you'll quit. And I'm thinking about like where my mindset was at certain phases of my life. I and did you. I quit and blah, blah, blah. And that just popped up. I didn't even remember that I did that mm. until now. Like that's one of those things that I've done that I, j- mm. I totally forgot about. Oh, so it wasn't a point really. Nope. All right. But you so like the story though, It was right? a good story. It was a good story. I, yeah. Like, the, but I was waiting for the crux of it. Like, yo, and this is one. how. There wasn't one. No, 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 no. <laughs> there wasn't one. So I invested, like someone presented me with an Don't opportunity. Don't reach. You're about to reach. You're about somebody, to reach. You're somebody about to presented reach. me with an opportunity. <laughs> And I learned a long time ago, a long time ago from Tony Robbins, you say yes and you figure it out later. When you're presented with an opportunity, you say yes and you figure it out later. And I just thought I was about to bust the doors wide open and be the first like black girl who doesn't speak Spanish teaching these people who Mm -hmm. speak Spanish how to become realtors and all of this stuff. And that didn't work out. It didn't work out. I did that one class, three months. Those people were successful, but I realized I could never do this again, right? Because I felt it, that, it wasn't successful. But story, it was my mindset. <laughs> the story was just so misplaced. <laughs> I wish like we were talking about like figuring it out and well, never saying no. All right. So well, okay. first of all, <laughs> I just need y'all to go with me on the story. 
and understand that I was having an internal moment yeah, to myself. Okay. That's a fact. And Shans pulled this out of me. I mean, yeah, just I, say yes. Yeah I, yeah, I do that. Like, I'm just having my... It, it don't got nothing to do with what's going on. It's just, okay, I got you. But anyway, we have to we have to take this, <laughs> <laughs> this enterprise and turn a profit, which is hard. Mm-hmm. But it's not hard to turn a profit. It's... The hardest part is is understanding what you're selling and understanding maybe like the definition of profit. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people say, yo, I made $50,000 this month Mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. I I was in a coaching session one time a few years ago where this guy was, he had this kiosk. He was like, yo, yeah, I make six figures at my kiosk. Now I know what that means. Mm -hmm. I know that, okay, you might make, $100,000 $100,000 or $200,000, let's say you're making $15,000 a month at your kiosk. I know exactly what that means. That means out of the 15,000, depending on your profit margin, I would imagine you're marking up your product uh, 100%, meaning you're doubling the money. So to make $15,000, it costs you 7,500. Mm-hmm. And that kiosk is costing you $3,000 a month. So out of the 7,500, you now are profiting 4500 Okay. But are you there every day or you have some employees? Mm-hmm. Oh, so at 4500 mm-hmm. you're actually taking home 2000 And at 2000 when you are there, you are eating, you got to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. So when you say you make $15,000 a month, I know what that means in the mall. Mm-hmm. That's why we're having this coaching session. Mm-hmm. So understanding what profit is and to see, does this actually make sense for me to do it? You got to start calculating overhead. You got to start calculating how much you actually make. Not only, okay, the shirt cost me $10 and I'm going to sell it for 20 or this product cost me 10, I'm going to sell it for 20. Okay. The product might cost you 10, but did you calculate shipping? Mm-hmm. Packaging. Packaging. Labels. Labels. Mm-hmm. The processing fee mm-hmm. on your website. It all matters. You might as well just go back and work at KFC sometime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're profiting $2,000 a month. Yeah. So understanding profit and then figuring out, okay, this is the profit that I made this month mm-hmm. and continuing to like at least set a goal for slightly more profit the next month. Mm-hmm. So I just um, had this conversation with one of my clients uh, who who wrote a book, sells, sells books and does a very great job. But, I recently encouraged them to move into the ebook space um, for 100% profit rather than the physical copy space. 98% is always a little. Yeah, maybe including merchant fees, but um, instead of the physical book space where they were working with a U.S. vendor and profit was like a little less than 50%, right? right? Now, a couple of reasons that we did that, we wanted to have a large influx of cash quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a place for the actual physical books. It's just we needed to do something different to increase profit. Like we need to now go overseas and get a different manufacturer and all these different things. But they're they're now understanding profit very differently. And you think that this is a concept that everybody gets because we're grown. We understand that if we made $100, but we had to pay somebody $20, then we've only profited $80. But as entrepreneurs, sometimes you're making all this money and this was happening in his case. He just sees his balance going higher and higher and higher. And wow, before you know it, I've sold $70,000 worth of books. And then we break the number down and I'm like, well, how much do we have in the bank? Mm -hmm. Right. 
and the number is very different and they're feeling deflated. Like, how did that happen? You didn't think about the profit, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to change the supplier. We're going to go to a different supplier where we can up that, that profit margin. Now we can, we can bring that back to where we want it to be. But in the meantime, let's just do an ebook. Well, you know, the ebook just doesn't feel as personal. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me show you how to make the ebook feel a little bit more personal. We're going to make the ebook an experience so people still feel like they have the real deal. Yeah. And you pay one time for this platform for your ebook. You've got your your processing fee of whatever that percentage is, let's say 2% or whatever from your from your merchant account. So now you're at about 98% profit margin or so. And so this month or this last 30 day cycle looked so different for them when they looked at the bottom line. But in his mind, he's still like, we still got to get these books. Like if I could just get these physical books, I'm going to make so much more money. And I'm like, uh, 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 you're still not going to make more money than this ebook. Yeah. So you have to deter. Like sometimes you're making a decision in your business to offer something because you want a specific experience but you are uh, leveraging some of your profit because you want some people to have a certain level of experience. And then there's some times where you create maybe a little bit of a lesser experience because you're more focused on your profit. And those are things that we have to think about in our business, like all of these grand details that you want, like, you know, think about the T-shirt company and you're going and you're getting your shirt printed and it goes from just the standard print to now you want the letters to be raised letters off of the shirt. And just like this, you want a little bit of suede or velvet or whatever this is like, oh, it's going to hit them hard if we do this and we outline the letters and and we embellish it some kind of way. And then you look at it and you made 20 cents. Mm -hmm. It's your it's your hottest selling product. It's your hottest selling product. But you make 20 cents per hoodie with this one, whereas you got your standard T-shirt. Yeah, that's nothing but just ink. You sell far less of these, but your cost to produce it was also so much less that this actually is your most profitable product. Absolutely. Service based uh, entrepreneurs have to do the same thing, even not. It might be okay profit because I just go do the service. Let's say, for instance, you are a massage therapist or Mm -hmm. a masseuse. Mm -hmm. It's profit because you just got to go and do them outside of gas and things of that nature. You just go do the thing. But we also have to calculate the profit on our time to see how much we're really making. So let's say, for instance, we're, char- how much does a massage person call? $100 an hour, $50 an hour, something like that? Depends on what you like. What's it? Hey, yo, you got to chill out. Okay? <laughs> no. Like, this is a family I show. I mean, your, like, standards are, your standards are different. You may, I think the last time you said the person who comes to your house just lays you on the sofa and does their thing. I have people who actually come with tools and equipment, so it may cost a little bit more. She comes with her own bed. Mm. Oh, you're talking about, okay, just different. So I thought you were talking about, okay, all right. Yeah, I was about to say, you're oh wild. Oh my gosh. You're wild. This is that. a family show, you creep. Yo, so, <laughs> all right, so let's just, so how much you charge? How much they charge? Your people charge. Let's just say about $150. Let's say $150 an hour. Well, if I live in Alpharetta and you're coming from Jonesboro, it's an hour trip. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm going to drive for an hour. Do the massage for an hour, for an hour, for $150. Mm-hmm. But I got to drive back home an hour. Mm-hmm. So, so for me hours. to make $150, I really, I'm really making $50 an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's, it's all these things that you have to start calculating on how, and in terms of scaling a business, making it more profitable. Uh, my boy, Josh taught me this. 
And I think he might have got it from uh, Russell Brunson or something like that. But he said there's only three ways to scale a business. Well, there's three ways to scale a business. Customer acquisition, Mm -hmm. meaning you get more customers. Mm -hmm. You got to figure out that part. Like, how do I... How do I just get more customers to get this particular service, mm-hmm. right? So if if I live in Jonesboro, I come from the house and I'm I'm getting more customers in this particular area, and now I've scaled my time. I've got I'm 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 like scaling profitability at this point. Customer acquisition two, raising the average order value, mm-hmm. meaning you just charge more money. Mm-hmm. So the amount of money that someone spends for your service, you can scale mm-hmm. it that way, or three. Um, selling to your customers more often. Mm-hmm. So is there a, a residual model where, okay, well, it's $150 an hour, but it's 120 if you're on this monthly subscription for a year. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to spend time finding more customers. I'm just selling to that one customer more often. Or I have this, um, I have this service, but I always bring oils. You can use the standard oil baby oil or whatever, but I got this product line where it'll make you smell a different fragrance or there's some healing properties. You can sell that, meaning I'm selling more to the customer more often. You got another weird story in your mind because you're laughing. I'm just laughing at the healing properties that healing you decided properties. to use. But I was also wondering. Oils do that though. Like does your, does your masseuse eucalyptus, use baby eucalyptus. oil on you? I don't know what she'd be using. That's a $98 experience. For sure. That's $98 experience. I, but sometimes you got to create the $98 experience. So it makes the 120 a no brainer. So it might cost you $5 for like, y'all can use normal oil, <laughs> right? But for another $17, this has healing properties. This has healing properties. But you got to start with the regulation. <laughs> with you can't regulation. just start with, you know what I mean? You can't start with healing properties. But anyway, all right. Cause I got to wrap up because I got a webinar. Um, oh, it actually starts in a little bit. So we take the profit and we have to turn the profit into investment. And into an investment. So we got to take some of the profit and put it into something that is going to make money without you having to make the money. Is there anything that you have spent a large sum of money on that you regret spending that money on? Is there something that I spent a large amount of money on that I regret? Well, I mean, large is relative. Okay. Let's say you spent more than $10,000. Something I regret spending $10,000 on. No, no, unless it was like me paying somebody to do something. And I'm like, dang, that didn't work out. You haven't made any like purchases. That I regret? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Why? I just asked. Are you saying that I did? No, I'm not accusing Are you. Are you thinking that I did? I am not accusing you of anything. Does it sound like cap? It does not sound like cap. It was just a sincere, curious question. Oh, are you asking me that so I can ask you that because you have a good answer? I don't have anything that I've regretted spending money on. So where did the question come from? I was just thinking about the question. This is a Shane. very extremely random episode coming from you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was leading somewhere or the no, investment. So you were talking about, uh, you were just making a point about spending money um, or not spending money, but making your money so we can turn it into enterprise, turn mm-hmm. that into a profit, take that profit, turn it into an investment. And I was wondering yes. if there are any investments or things that you've spent money on, just period, that you've regretted. I got scammed recently. We both did. Yeah. Yeah, I got scammed. 
Yeah, we both did. What? It's I a part we of got the money though. N- no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, we both definitely got scammed yep. recently. But, but it it's was, a part it was, of it. It was fine. It's a part of investment. Like anytime you, you make an investment, you're taking a risk. Yep. Yo, but but just really funny. Um we invested in something. I'm not gonna say what it was or who it was with, but we definitely invested in something. And this person like pumped up this customer service. Their customer service is elite. It's top notch. You can't even get your thought out before they're responding with the answer and blah. And so I'm trying it out. I'm going through customer service and blah, blah, blah. And they are on point. Mm -hmm. They are helping. They are so, so, so helpful. But the moment I'm due my money. The website ain't even up yet right now. It's not up. Yeah, it's been out. It's been down for like two weeks. No. It's crazy. It's a wrap. But you know what? He said that he was going to give you your money back because he felt bad. And he said, well, he, he technically said he was going to give you my money back too. But I was like, nah, because if if you, my friend encouraged me to get into this investment and the website is just down now. They just, they just took the money. But my, my Yo, point we got is. Legit scam. Yeah. I haven't been on the website in more than a week. I just stopped yeah, after. Yeah. That's right. But what I told him was, I was like, yo, don't give me my money back, bro. Because if I had made a million dollars, I wasn't going to give you none. Right. Well, I didn't even respond um, when he said, I'll give you your money back because it was just a risk. And he clearly explained. Yeah. In the beginning, he was very excited about the investment, but he did explain like there are no guarantees. Mm -hmm. And we just know we're educated investors. So we know that there are no guarantees. But the way this happened was just so unfathomable. Yeah. Let's just make sure he takes us to a steak dinner or something. This week. No, not this week. Next week. (laughs) Next week. um, Okay. Um, So listen, y'all. Take your income and turn it into capital. Turn that capital into enterprise. Turn that enterprise into a profit. Take some of the profits, put it into an investment where you can make money without having to make the money. Um, I got to go. You got anything you got to share? You want to share? No, we've shared it all very randomly in this episode. You guys, we hope that you were taking some notes and you were able to piece together the lesson in this because it was a very important lesson here today. Very random lessons. Very random. There's a lot of lessons coming in from left field, right field. (laughs) Just random. Just randomness. Okay. But share this with somebody because I'm sure it's really, really going to help you all. Um, We love you. We thank you for all the support, right? We might be touring soon. Yes. It's so funny that you're saying that because I have been wanting to call you about touring. Let's tour. Yeah. So we'll be coming to a city near you. Put it in the comments. Where should we come first? Y'all drop that. Where should we come first? Drop it. All right. We out of here. We love y'all. Peace. You saw that? I did. Peace. Wait, what what was it? (laughs) (laughs) Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.